busy and point of law show. So let's get into her right now. John Skull's here, as always, uh, alongside Mackenzie Irwin. The Mac is here, courtesy Sam Firu to Mark and LLP. She's got all the wisdom here tonight. Beyond the half hour, you can always reach out to Mackenzie. She always is encouraging you to do so and uh, email help at employmentlawyer.ca and the phone number 1-855-821-5900. And if you want a nifty website that uh, was built by Leora and company, get that much smarter it's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca you can go there anytime for more answers for sure but let's get into this everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal is coming up in just a bit but the uh, case of the day what's been happening for you pal what's going on yeah i'm really excited to be here tonight and i've been getting a lot of questions this week surrounding overtime pay and holiday pay um as we lead into the long weekend so Uh, In particular, on Monday, I spoke with a gentleman. He is uh, the manager of a sales team, and he oversees about four or five sales associates. So it's not a big operation, but he has uh, four or five people that he's in charge of managing. And recently, they had a significant project come in. That was, it was way more than they usually get. So it was requiring all hands on deck. And uh, for this project, he had to... Um, it required them to work significant overtime. Uh, They were working 60 plus hours per week and uh, just to kind of get this massive project addressed. And instead of being the manager, which he usually is, this uh, gentleman there, his employer was requiring him now to start switching over and working in the sales role. So he was selling the product, the same as the sales associates that, uh, that report to him. And uh, on top of that, he was managing their workloads and schedules. And he was at, he told me that he estimated that about, you know, 80% of his time during these past few weeks has been spent on doing this uh, sales work as opposed to his managerial work. So he asked his employer, he said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working significant hours. We're, we're a team. We're putting in all this time to, to get this project uh, complete for you. Um, am I going to be getting paid any overtime pay? You know, my sales associates, they're getting paid this overtime. And, and I'm wondering, you know, am I going to get paid that same overtime? Right. And, and his employer told him no. They told him, no, sorry, uh, because you're a manager, you're not entitled to overtime pay. We don't need to pay you any overtime pay. And so he's, you know, they're heading into the long weekend. He usually gets the long weekend off, but they're asking him now to, uh, him along with the other sales associates that that he's working with, to come in uh, and help finish this project uh, over the long weekend. So he called me because he said, okay, hold on, you know, something seems off here. I don't want to be working all this overtime if I'm not going to be, you know, if I'm not going to be paid for it. Um, it feels a little odd that I'm now, you know, I used to be, I was managing all these people and now I'm, I'm working alongside them. It's, it, it just feels wrong. Is there anything, you know, is there anything that, that, that I should be doing? So he called me and and we chatted and, and, uh, you know, not only is he entitled to overtime pay and if he works the long weekend, he's, he would also be entitled to the, the holiday pay. Um, but this very well could be a constructive dismissal if his employer refuses to pay him the overtime and the holiday pay, um, but but also because they've changed the terms of his employment by making him a sales associate as opposed to the you know the managerial role that he was used to. So it's 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 a demotion. So 
you know, I'm certainly going to, to help this, help, help this gentleman out. Um, he, you know, he wasn't sure he doesn't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, but he definitely, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, work with him in the background to make sure that his employer, um, pays him the overtime that he's entitled to. Um, because the reason why he's entitled to that is that when you're actually the work you're performing, um, if, even if you are, you have a managerial title, um, if the work you're performing is not managerial in nature, so for for this gentleman, it, it, he was actually doing the sales work that he uh, for the associates that he's in charge of managing. You're you're entitled to overtime for those hours that you do um, in that role. Um, so he does. Their his employer is incorrect, even though they've labeled him a manager. He's not truly an, a, man, a manager, and he's still entitled to uh, the overtime for those hours. Um, he's also, you know, if he works this weekend, he'll be entitled to that regular, uh, public holiday pay that the premium pay for working on, on a public holiday. And so, uh, we're going to work with him to negotiate uh, payment of that. And, and if it, if his employer continues to refuse, we will give them a gentle reminder of their, their obligations to him. And if they continue to refuse, uh, then, uh, then we'll explore the possibility of constructive dismissal where he can be. Um, pursue his severance. So big things going into the long weekend. Yeah, for sure. And a smart call for him to give, make you, uh, you know, answer that question too, because the guy's going to be on a, a different footing going into the weekend for sure. We have lots to cover here. Uh, everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal, but we got to get into our one and only break tonight. We'll do that right now. Be back in a moment or so. Back in time. We will be very shortly coming up here on the Thursday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You bet. Welcome back indeed. We are good to have you along here for this uh, Thursday night edition. John Scholes, Mackenzie Irwin is uh, who you're talking to. Everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. But first, as promised, you are top priority. JP, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time, pal. How are you? I'm good. Good afternoon. Good. What's your question, pal? Okay, my question is this. I worked for this builder for almost four years. Then last year, I've got COVID for two weeks plus. Then the builder said, once you are okay, you can come back to work. Then the time to come back to work, the builder said, oh, the job is uh, almost complete. We don't need you. But you work as a self-employed. I said, no, you have to pay me severance, according to the law. He said, no, you work as self-employed. Then I called, I called WSIB, let them know what is going on. WSIB said, the builder is paying your, your WSIB as far as you are consigned on our record. To show you are a staff of the of the company, so I go back to the company to tell the man. But after today, he refused to honor even the letter that I tried to get a lawyer to do something. But the lawyer said, "Oh, you are self-employed. No, I don't understand what is going on." But a few weeks ago, I got some information from you guys on the radio regarding to self-employed. So that's why mm. I called back so they can throw more light on that for me, so I can talk to the maybe I can come and see the lawyer myself. Bring all the documents I have regards to that because he refused to pay my severance for more than uh, almost four years. I no increment for that year. I was right. working morning to night for him doing four jobs. As a carpenter, I operate all the machines. I cut the basement wall and I take off the trade. So what, do think, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Mackenzie? Yeah, JP. Um, just one quick question for you. Um, did you? Did you work exclusively for that one employer? Yes, for almost yeah. four years. No other person. I worked for him. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I walk in his house, I walk in his side, I walk in his cottage. Yeah, absolutely. So, so JP, you are certainly entitled to severance. Um, and okay. I, it sounds like you, you know, you, you, you knew that already. I'm not telling you anything new, but, um, but yes. certainly if they're not, if they're not willing to, you know, if you've asked them to pay you severance and they're not willing to pay you, it sounds like you need to get, um, a lawyer involved. And absolutely you yes. should reach out, uh, to me off air and we can discuss, uh, your options, but you can certainly, um, it, it sounds like they need a little bit more of a, uh, of a push um and i'm more than happy to assist you with um with with getting uh getting them to pay the severance that you're owed absolutely thank you that's what i want to hear thanks so much i'm ready for that thank yes. you jp and uh here's that number to reach out to Mackenzie on your time which i know you're going to do you probably know the number anyway you sound like you've listened to the show many times one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred you can also uh, double that up with an email help at employment lawyer .ca. Pam, thank you for uh, for hanging on. You're next. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. What's your question? Uh, my question is, um, I'm scheduled to work this Saturday, July 1st. Um, I assumed that I would be paid time and a half for it because it's a stat holiday. Um, I was asked today if I was interested in working Monday at all uh, for four hours for time and a half. And I said, well, I'm getting time and a half on Saturday too, right? And they said, well, we're looking into that. I thought it was mandatory. Yeah, so holiday pay, uh, it depends. Uh, it sounds like, what, what, what kind of position do you work? I'm a pharmacy technician. Yeah, so likely um, you are entitled to holiday pay, um, the premium for, for, for holiday pay. Um, and you would be getting that on Saturday as well. But in terms of, you know, how they pay it out, um, it depends on if there's anything in your contract. They can pay you or, or compensate you for working on the statutory holiday by giving you time off in lieu of that, of, of the work that you did on the, uh, stat holiday. Um, alternatively, they can give you, you know, obviously they can pay you a time and ha a half as well. So I would certainly um, ha wait to see what, what your employer says when they get back to you on whether they're going to be paying that on the Saturday as well. Um, but certainly it sounds like you're, you're owed um, vacation or holiday pay on top of that. Yes. They won't give me uh, time or they won't give me time in lieu. They'll, they'll ask me to work this Saturday. And I won't get any time off for that. I see. Yeah. So if they're in, you know, when in for an employer to pay out the uh, statutory holiday pay, they either pay it out as, at time and a half, or they can give you time off in lieu. So if they're not giving okay. you the time off in lieu, then then yes, they they should be paying you um, the uh, stat holiday premium. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank My you, pleasure. Pam. Appreciate that. And if you want to follow up any more questions, you know how to do it. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the contact we give out. Mary, thank you uh, so much for standing by. You're uh, here on air. How are you? Uh, fine, thank you. Great. What's your question? Um, my question is about an employee who is on a methadone program and the employer finds out and terminates the employer, sorry, terminates the employee based on that. So um, now I'm just saying 
I'm, I'm assuming that the employer found out that the employee was on the methadone program because other employees talked, but the performance was excellent. No reason for termination other than the employer got wind that the employee was on a methadone program. This, uh, this sounds like a very, very blatant human rights violation. So um, all employee, employers have a legal obligation to accommodate employees who are struggling with uh, addiction. It falls under the disability protected ground under the Human Rights Code. So if your employer has terminated you, even if it's, if it's not the main reason, even if it's just a portion of the reason, it doesn't have to be the entire reason, but it sounds like, based on what you're telling me, that this is the only reason why they've terminated uh, this employee, because their performance was excellent. Um, that is a human rights violation, um, and they're absolutely, uh, they, should, they should be reaching out um, and contacting us and, and scheduling a consultation, because we can certainly get that into this in more detail, but that is a very blatant human rights violation. Your employer cannot terminate you. Uh, because you're participating in a methadone program. In fact, your employer has a legal obligation to accommodate you, you know, maybe give you time off um, to attend certain sessions in order to uh, accommodate that, uh, that uh, addiction. So absolutely, this is a human rights violation. This is a pretty egregious one. Uh, based on the, what you're telling me, and um, this employee is likely entitled, not they're not only entitled to severance, but they could be entitled to reinstatement of their position, uh, and they're certainly, it sounds like they're entitled to um, significant human rights damages as well. Okay, so uh, second to that, and, and again, with regards to a methadone program, so if... Uh, if an employer uh, does a random drug test, and I don't know if they test for methadone, but if they did find out that an employee was on methadone, again, you're saying that they have no grounds to terminate the employee or, or punish them in any way because of being on a methadone program. Uh, so they can't terminate your employment for being on a methadone program, depending on what the position is. If it's a safety sensitive position and, um, and, and your employer can't allow you to perform the duties of your, of your position, uh, while you're undergoing the methadone treatment, then your employer has to accommodate that treatment. But they also have to balance that with whether they can uh, uh, continue to allow you to perform a safety-sensitive position. So I, I don't know really what the purpose behind the random drug testing is, but certainly they would need to accommodate the methadone program. So that may may involve um, you know reassigning you to that person to. Uh, different position, uh, different duties and responsibilities that aren't safety sensitive that you mm -hmm. could do while undergoing the methadone program as well. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly um, your employer cannot penalize you and or terminate your employment based on your participation in, in, a, in a program. Okay. There are some people who are on methadone programs for life, like very low doses for life. And unfortunately, I've seen a few cases where 
they've gotten a bad rap. So I'm glad to hear that it's protected under the human rights. Yes, absolutely. Uh, participation in a methadone uh, program is is uh, considered a, a you know, part of a disability, the disability grounds, and is absolutely protected by the human rights uh, legislation. Okay. I, I thank you very much for that information. Thank you, Mary, for your uh, your time as well, for making the phone call here on the show tonight. Again, to carry out uh, any other conversation with Mackenzie and her team, you could do so, one 855 821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's a, that last phone call, Mackenzie's an interesting one because obviously the employer, for uh, however, whatever means, they got wind of what this person was doing, uh, i.e. the methadone. But generally, it is none of their business what physical disability, which this has turned out to be, um, that an employee is going through. They don't have the right to know that, do they? No, absolutely not. No, Um, the extent of what your employer is entitled to know is number one that you're, you know, you're medically unable or um, unable to work, or you're medically you're due to a medical condition. You require certain accommodations. Yeah. um, And what those accommodations are, uh, and if they're, you know, if it requires you to take uh, time off work, then they need to know, you know, how much time off. Do you need and when are you, you know, they, you need to keep your employer apprised so that they can make the necessary arrangements to properly accommodate you, but they are certainly not entitled to know the specifics, a diagnosis, um, nothing like that. Let's get into a couple uh, points with our uh, main topic tonight. Well, we still got a few here. Uh, wrongful dismissal. What is a wrongful dismissal? We mentioned that term all the time here. Yeah, it's it's funny. We talk about it all the time, and how often do we really sit down and, and define yeah. it? But certainly, uh, it, you know, a wrongful dismissal. It's there's a common misconception that in order to be wrongfully dismissed, uh, your employer has to let you go for some bad reason or a wrong reason, or there's uh, they didn't provide you with any reason to uh, to fire you, and so that's a wrongful dismissal. But Certainly not. Um, a wrongful dismissal is when your employer has let you go without providing you with the full severance that you're legally owed. So what does that mean? Um, in terms of the common misconception, your employer isn't, you know, doesn't have a legal obligation to uh, give you a reason for why they're terminating you as long as they're providing you with your full severance entitlements. Nor do they have to tell you, nor do you have to have done something wrong in order for them to, to fire you. Um, that's, you know, they can fire you for a, a, any reason really, except for anything uh, that is a violation of a, of a human right. So for a caller earlier, they cannot fire you because you are attending a methadone program or because you are uh, pregnant or because you require a paternity leave. Those are all things that, um, you know, they can't fire you. That's a, a human rights violation. So those are scenarios when your employer can't let you go. But, you know, uh, in all the other situations, um, as long as there's no human rights violation, your employer is allowed to let you go. They don't need to provide you with a reason, but they do need to provide you with your full severance entitlements. So. Um, what your full severance entitlements are really depends on a variety of factors, including your age, your years of service, your position, how readily available another job is, 
And so um, at people at my firm, we've worked really, really hard uh, to create this severance pay calculator, which uh, is free for anyone to use. Uh, employees and employers can both use it. Uh, this is a handy calculator that will help you calculate what your full severance entitlements should be. So it's, you know, it's something that can help guide you when you're, when you're um, looking at a, at a severance package. And with that, we are just about out of time. But uh, yeah, every time you think wrongful dismissal, think money. Wrongful dismissal. You didn't get the money you should be when it comes to that severance package. And as Mackenzie just uh, rightly said there, uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website where you're going to find easy and free access to that severance calculator. It takes about 30 seconds to go through it. And uh, literally millions of Canadians have tried it across the country and had their eyes open for sure. Pocket Employment Lawyer. Dot .ca is where you're going to find that to reach out to Mackenzie with any other questions. She's got a good team answering the phones with her as well. That's 1-855-821-5900. And that email address, again, send your emails along. Maybe appear on a future show, right? Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time right here on the Employment Law Show. The-